Ave Maria Radio and Renewal Ministries presents Fire on the Earth, a compelling look at the new evangelization through inspiring teachings, interviews, and testimonies. Welcome, friends. This is Peter Herbeck, your host, and I hope you're at peace in Christ today. I want to continue our theme this week, was talking about the restrainers that God gives the human mind and the human heart in order for us to live in right relationship to him and right relationship to reality so that we can walk in sanity and have clear minds and clear hearts and come into the full, the fruit, the life that he desires to give to each and every one of us. Before I begin today, if uh, these programs are a blessing to you, I'd ask you to consider supporting us. You can go to our website at renewalministries.net. You can click on, there's an icon there that is a donation possibility if you'd like to do that. But also, if you don't want to do that, that's okay too, whatever the Lord leads you to do. But you can uh, take some time to browse the website. There's a lot of good material there, our YouTube channel, our uh, radio programs, television programs, a lot of good written stuff that's free for you to be able to have and to help you in your walk with Christ. So, all right, the four restrainers. The first restrainer that God gives the human race is conscience. It's the law that's written in the human heart. It's an internal restraint. It accuses us. It's like a little bit like a weapon when we step outside the law, when we disobey God, when we do something which is wrong. We have built, every single person has built into them a conscience given by God. And it's a kind of healthy weapon to wake us up and to say, no, don't go there. No, don't go there. And if you went there, repent, it's wrong, restore, turn back. It's the voice of God in us. Do good, avoid evil. When one of the things that can happen to this beautiful gift that God gives us, if we violate our conscience over and over and over again by habituating, you know, habitually silencing that voice, filling our life with more noise, constant distraction, constant obsessive pursuit of whatever it is we want to satisfy us, it's possible for us to silence that voice inside us. And that's where we really get into trouble. And this is where we can get to the point where we end up calling good evil and evil good. We start seeing, you know, Jesus said, if darkness is your light, how blind can you be? And this wonderful reality that's deep within us, given to us. Let me just read a few passages of the scripture that help underline this. Romans 1, 2021, ever since the creation of the world, his eternal power and divine nature, invisible though they are, have been understood and seen through the things he has made. So they are without excuse. For though they knew God, they did not honor him as God or give him thanks, but they became futile in their thinking. And their senseless minds were darkened. Over time, the suppression of the truth, human beings exercising their will against the truth, against God, can come to the point of an empty futility of a darkened mind, calling good evil and evil good. Romans one thirty two. They know God's decree that those who practice such things deserve to die. Yet they not only do them, but they even applaud others who practice them. Now think about this. Think about the applause that's happening around the world and the constant and growing 
affirmation of lifestyle choices and definitions of humanity that radically contradict God's creative order and purpose and the ground of reality, just reality itself. A collective deceit and a dethroning sort of the primacy of truth and the truth about human nature. To do that, it requires the obliteration of what's real and the removal of those who insist on the existence of reality, like silencing. That's what's happening in our culture. Not only is your conscience being, you're silencing your conscience and saying, yes, a man is a woman, or yes, men have babies, you know, crazy things like that, or that child is not, the, the baby in the womb that was aborted was, it wasn't a baby, you know, it's not a person. It's a lie. And these are lies that darken the mind, and you keep saying that enough, and then you need other people to help because it's not so easy to silence conscience. So you gotta, you gotta fill the room with noise so that you don't think about it too much. So make sure you're entertaining yourself 24-7. Sort of like uh, the old W.H. Auden poem. I think it's called Faces. Faces at the bar, they cling to their average day. The lights must never go out. The music must always play. Lest we know where we are, lost in a haunted wood, children afraid of the dark who've never been happy or good. We don't want to think about these negative things so you've got to fill your mind with other stuff and make life a perpetual you know party one big noisy celebration entertainment distraction after another every football game on saturday you know sunday is like a super bowl kind of constant noise talk everything is just sort of just blown out of proportion in terms of its absolute value but it it's it's all happening for a reason because we want to escape Human beings want to escape because we can't live in peace. And so these very battles that are going on within the mind and the heart, it's very powerful. You just can't escape it. Catechism, 1776. Deep within his conscience, man discovers a law which he has not laid upon himself, but which he must obey. Its voice, ever calling him to love and to do what is good and avoid evil, sounds in his heart at the right moment. For man has in his heart a law inscribed by God. His conscience is man's most secret core in his sanctuary. There he is alone with God, whose voice echoes in his depths. I mean, think about, I mean, I can think about times that I, I clearly transgress the commandments of God in my life, you know, and I remember suppressing prior to the act suppressing it, suppressing because I really had this desire to do A, B, or C. And then afterwards, feeling this guilt and feeling like, yeah, this, you know, and it's like, okay, what do I do about this feeling right now? Well, I either face the guilt and repent and receive sacramental absolution, or you just keep pushing it away. You keep silencing it and you get around more and more people who talk differently, think differently and celebrate the things I want to celebrate and be a part of that are offensive to God. You get enough people saying that and celebrating it and saying it loud enough. All of a sudden you start to say, look, what I did was good. How I define myself is good. That's why so many things today, friends, you see when I, when I just see these, the constant pressure in society today to celebrate life alternative human identities or alternative definitions of the meaning of sex and marriage and all that kind of stuff is 
just this constant parade, nonstop, celebrate me, celebrate me, I'm good, I'm amazing, aren't we wonderful, aren't we amazing, and do everything we can, do everything possible to get everybody to sing that same hymn over and over and over again, and to keep it going all the time, and I think thou dost protest too much. I think there's just, what that reveals is a conscience that still creates discomfort and when people outside identify, say, no, I'm sorry, I don't have anything against you, but I don't agree with you. I think what you're affirming is dangerous, spiritually dangerous, and it's naturally unhealthy. And it's not good. So then that pricks their internal conscience, and then they're getting it from the inside, from the outside. And I know this in my own life from things that you know, moments in my life where I transgressed and where I wanted to stand in my transgression, so to speak, because I thought that what I did was fine and it was my choice or whatever. And this is the battle that every human being goes through. The crazy thing about our current culture is the next restraint, the next restrainer that God gives us, there's just conscience, but then there's family, there's parental authority, And the weapon there, you might say, against evil is the discipline a parent gives to a child. The the Old Testament Proverbs called it the rod, you know, the discipline. You know, God disciplines those whom he loves. It says if he didn't exercise discipline toward us, Hebrews chapter 12 said, we'd be orphans. We really wouldn't be children because that discipline, though painful, the writer of Hebrews says, like a good father exercising discipline with a child, the child, he knows that for a short time that Discipline is painful, but it's meant to lead to the peaceful fruit of righteousness. Peaceful fruit of righteousness. And so it's a key building block in God's created order to restrain evil in the next generation. Are we surprised that it needs to happen? No, we shouldn't be. Why? Because we understand original sin. Because we understand what Jesus said about the human heart. Doesn't mean we don't love our children. Doesn't mean we think our children are bad. Right? We know ourselves who we are. We know it inside. I mean, the doctrine of original sin is the Chesterton or somebody said, you know, it's it's the one doctrine that every single day is confirmed by reality. Just read the newspaper. Right? Look around. Look around. And so the role of family is critical for so many reasons. But in this area that we're speaking about right now to overcome the deception Broken family is a broken restrainer, right? We, we can see what happens when, you know, children are being raised without a father in the house, irresponsible men running away from their responsibilities, whatever it is. And the consequences that broken relationship is not only an issue between mom and dad, but if the fundamental restrainer that God has put in place, parental authority, That's meant to protect, nurture, discipline, educate the child. That's the healthiest way for a child to live, but a a child needs that restrainer. And that discipline of parents and leadership of parents, the exercise of their authority in love, but firmly, consistently, daily, that's part of how conscience gets formed and protected as well. You undermine conscience, you're going to undermine parental authority, And you're not going to be able to pass on to your children the kind of virtue, self-mastery, 
and things that they're needed to come into for their own happiness so they can reach fulfillment, the kind of fulfillment God desires for them. Proverbs 22.15, Folly is bound up in the heart of a child, but the rod of discipline drives it away. Ephesians 6.1-3, Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor father and mother. This is the first commandment with a promise, so that it may, it may be well with you and you may live long on the earth. Think about the battle and the war that's going on against the family. You know, Sister Lucia from Fatima, you know, gave a letter to Cardinal Kafar. She had received a word from Our Lady to give to, to John, St. John Paul II. said, the final battle between the Lord and the reign of Satan will be about marriage and family. Don't be afraid, because anyone who operates for the sanctity of marriage and family will always be contended and opposed in every way, because this is the decisive issue. However, Our Lady has already crushed the head of the serpent. And think about how many organizations, you know, today. You see, um, I got completely faked out by Black Lives Matter uh, when the death of George Floyd happened. You know, I responded to it like, ah, I don't want to see any more ever again. Let's do something about this, and I should support this organization. And then I looked it up, and part of their very mission statement was the destruction of the nuclear family, destruction of the patriarch, the father, promoting queer everything. You know, it's just like, wait a minute, where's this coming from? Why is it here? Well, there's a battle to lift that restrainer of the family. Let's talk about it more tomorrow. God bless you. Each program of Fire on the Earth with Peter Herbeck can be downloaded at AveMariaRadio.net and RenewalMinistries.net. Fire on the Earth is a production of Ave Maria Radio. Friends, I'd like to offer you my new booklet, Receiving Fire. Jesus said, I have come to cast fire on the earth. Would that it were already ablaze. That fire is the purifying love that burns in the heart of Jesus. A fire of grace for those who receive it, but a fire of judgment for those who refuse it. If you'd like a copy of this free booklet, call 1-800-282-4789 or contact us on the web at renewalministries.net slash FOE. That's renewalministries.net slash FOE.